Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Oh, good. Opposite of evening, everybody. Thank you for coming to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie here at Pod Slam 2019. We have a very, I guess I should mention, I'm Spencer Hamilton, and this is Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. Now, we have um, some wonderful writers who write for this show, and every week I ask them to come up with more questions than we need uh, for just such an occasion. So we actually have, uh, I have a grab bag selection of, of uh, questions that haven't yet been used that we're going to uh, use tonight, and I'm very excited for all of them. So these will be uh, from uh, all, all across time and space, and uh, I think we're ready to get started. So let's uh, meet our panelists to my left. Do we have a team name? We do. Uh, Spencer, we are HBO Presents The Leftovers. <laughs> that was funnier than I expected. <laughs> I'm actually not participating. I'm just going to chain smoke the entire time. Okay. For everyone who's watched that, um, that's a very good joke, I think, probably. Let's meet our individual players, starting on the far end. Hello, I'm Johnny O'Mara. I'm unfamiliar with our bit. <laughs> I'm Julia Heinen. <laughs> Are you no, no fun facts? <laughs> I, I assume that you're familiar with the bit. Uh, I'm Connor Doyle, and guys, I don't know what everyone's talking about. I'm fine. I don't understand what's happening. What are we raising money for, Spencer? Oh, uh, we're raising money. For, <laughs> we're raising money for Connor's uh, gear. Yeah, hey! I'm fine. <laughs> I truly, I have lost all control one minute into this show. <laughs> all right, and let's. Uh, I guess there, there is a swear jar. Our, our show typically uh, remains PG-13, but if, if people do swear, I, I might give bonus points to the team that swears the most. I don't know, maybe... Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> now, now oh. does the swear jar follow PG-13 rules? For instance, do we, how, many, how many Fs do we get? Well, just burn it now, man. <laughs> we get one? We get one for free. Everyone gets one for free. Wait, no. Everyone? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That... Fuck. That's it. Oh. That's it. No more, no more F words. Now, now everyone else has to pay. You owe me a dollar. I... You owe me a swear. I get a swear? Uh, I, don't I don't understand know. the economy We have to move on. <laughs> Let's meet our team to my right. Uh, our team name, which had no input from me, so I'm, I'm the Johnny of this team, is <laughs> sorry. Mix these nuts. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mixed, uh, mix these nuts. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and let's meet our players, starting on the far end. Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi, and I am familiar with the bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Daryl Monty, and I decided to add the D's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Charlie Williams, and I saw a can of mixed nuts in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let, let's start with a question for uh, HBO presents presents the leftovers. One of the most iconic aspects of any Mario game are the power ups. In Mario Kart, a mushroom can make you go faster. In Super Mario Brothers, a mushroom can make you grow twice your size. But mushrooms in real life also contain a magic property. The Mycena, uh, excuse me, the Mycena genus has the most species containing this specific magic power. What makes these mushrooms so special? I mean, makes these nuts. All right, what is it about these mushrooms that uh, makes them special? Uh, they make you sleepy. Okay. Uh, so if I want to go to sleep, I just find some fungus and eat it. Well, depending on the fungus, sure. <laughs> and depending on how long you want to sleep. Forever? I could find you that fungus. <laughs> and, and also the plural of fungus is fungi. Sorry. Wow, wow. Put a dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for all the curse words we're thinking at, Daryl. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, he did. I should, yeah, I should keep myself in check for being literal. 
Uh, Johnny, do you have problems sleeping, and do you take mushrooms? Yes and no, in that order. <laughs> do you need a guy? A mushrooms guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, w- I, w- I mean, if a doctor said, eat these mushrooms, they'll make you sleep, I would eat them. But if some guy said, eat these mushrooms, they'll make you sleep, I would not. Spencer, I honestly feel like you should lose five points for not saying, do you need a fun guy? After the fun guy bit we did before. I think Connor should put a dollar in the jar. Oh, I did. Is that all I have is a five? Oh, no. I really got to make it count. Wait, I can make change. Here you go. Okay. Oh, good. Let's make change on air. I only brought my corporate credit card. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That, that spends just as well. Now, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it sleepy, sleepy mushrooms? Is that supposed to... No. No, we don't. Uh, apropos to our name, we believe that they are an aphrodisiac. Oh. Yes, just like testicles. <laughs> <laughs> the Nothing gets me hornier than balls. Part of the human body. <laughs> Gotta be the best part. Uh, n- no, actually, uh, the Mycena genus has over 70 species of mushrooms that are bioluminescent. In other words, they go in the dark. So they'll keep you up when you're trying to sleep. It's like, oh, turn That's the opposite of mushroom. what you said. Yeah, so you will not get points. That's right. <laughs> oh. All right, this is for Mixed D's Nuts. Careful. Oh, Yoshi. Ex- that's, <laughs> that is a dinosaur. Careful examination of fossils can teach us so much about dinosaurs and other ancient creatures. Shell fragments in a specific geological stratum can help determine the age of a species. A pattern of ridges in a mineral deposit can prove dinosaurs had feathers. A mosquito trapped in amber can lead to the death of Wayne Knight. In the 1820s... <laughs> Fossil hunter Mary Anning discovered a new type of fossil that had been overlooked but has since proven invaluable in learning about the lives of dinosaurs. She dubbed these fossils Bezoar stones, but they're better known by another name today. What is the modern name for a Bezoar stone, and what can they teach us? Uh, you want it? You sure? Yeah. I have no idea. All right, what do we think here? What's the modern name for a Bezoar stone? Uh, apropos to our name, God. the Philosopher's Stone. Mm. Oh, uh, because, because in, in the sixth Harry Potter book, they use a Bezoar to cure Ron when he gets the poisoned, uh, the poisoned drink, right? I think it's mead. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. butterbeer. I love that you're all pretending not to know what's going on, and you're like super trying not to nerd out right now because you're all <laughs> Harry Potter fans. Yeah, I think that's uh, so. Uh, based on your answer, you believe that there's a modern name. So the Bezoar Stone, a real thing that the lady discovered. Uh, the modern name for it is Philosopher's Stone. Which is also a real thing in your assertion? Well, can I ask a follow-up question? The second half of this question is, what can they teach us? So what can the Philosopher's Stone teach us? Philosophy. It's in the name, yo. <laughs> what do you want to know? Is it... Do you I want, want to know, know what they can teach us. Is, isn't Philosopher's Stone like a really good director? He did like JFK and W and... <laughs> he went off the, the deep end after yeah, he a while. Yeah, he did, got too caught up in 360 shots. And yeah, did you see Alexander? It went downhill. Yeah. I'm Johnny O'Mara and I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to circle back to do you think the Philosopher's Stone is a real thing? Let me, let me, um, do you, are you asking us that do we think that these Bezoar stones um, keep us alive forever? Or, or, no, they... no. <laughs> Your thing was probably funny. I was going to argue. <laughs> oh, no. I, mine wasn't very funny. I was just going to say, or can it turn any metal into gold? Yeah, because that's what a philosopher's stone is meant to do, is to be the catalyst to turn lead into gold, and it doesn't exist. So... Or does it? All right. All right. Philosophy! <laughs> that, all right. I feel like that's more arcana than philosophy. <laughs> and I'm going to put another dollar, dollar in the literal jar again. Yeah, I think, I think you better. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it uh, the Philosopher's Stone? No. No. Okay. Uh, I believe the name is uh, Coprolite or Coprolith, and uh, it's, it's doo-doo, and it tells us what those dinosaurs ate. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's exactly what it yeah. is. Coprolites. That's right. Man, I'm, I'm Johnny, surprised. Yep. Johnny O'Mara, bullshit expert. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in. Put it in. Oh, I'll Venmo you. Johnny hasn't known any of the pop culture references because he knows actual stuff. Uh, Well, sure. The useful facts about dinosaur poop. (laughs) All right. HBO presents The Leftovers. Mm -hmm. The Wizard of Oz 
the Wizard of Oz used some creative technical tools to pull off all the effects needed in the film. For example, in order to make the horse of a different color safely change from white to yellow to red to purple, the film consulted with the ASPCA. And because they were not allowed, uh, for the, the, the horses weren't allowed to be dyed, uh, so they had to be covered in uh, jello powder. Mm. Which is, a, yeah, isn't that fun? Tasty, oh. make the horses taste a little better. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, man, that's so bad. To cover a horse in gelatin? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, that is the most demented thing I think I've ever heard. Uh, would, would, would you like to explain for the yeah, audience who like, doesn't understand? Because gelatin is made from horse, horse hooves. Yeah, that's some Buffalo Bill stuff. <laughs> put, put the powder on your skin. Put some powder on Or else you get the munchkin again. I didn't realize that's not even the part of the question that's dark. They had an issue during filming because the horses kept licking each other no. after they discovered it was sweet. Oh, so that gets even worse. Whoa. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is freaking metal, dude. Pretty metal. Okay, well, anyway, uh, the film crew also got creative with the material used to create the snow used in the poppy field sequence. <gasps> what material was this snow made of? Yep, yep, yep. All right, what do we think? What was the snow made out of in this uh, poppy field scene? Uh, Spencer, we think that the answer is just straight up asbestos, dude. Straight up asbestos. Pure, uncut asbestos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cut because it looked like snow. Does it, it's is, not a big brick of asbestos. Does asbestos, uh, does asbestos come in a big ball? <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Is asbestos the singular of asbestos? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best of us. Okay. What's, what's second rate asbestos? What's the what? What's second rate asbestos? Oh, uh... Asbeterous? That's <laughs> <laughs> better... Good. <laughs> as goodness. Because <laughs> nothing's as good as this <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst thing you've ingested or done to your body? Oh, I have an easy answer for this. I was in college in my first year dorm, and there was like a, like a stream of ants uh, going from my, uh, <laughs> my trash can out the door. What? And I had some Raid. I had like a can of Raid. But uh, when I was moving in, I had dropped it. And so I went to go spray the ants, but I wasn't sure which way that the uh, thing was on. Oh. And it, I just directly sprayed myself in the face with, like, and not a, not a mist, a stream of raid. Uh. Like, I, like, ghostbustered myself in the face with some raid. And why, the, yeah. why did I think that that story was going to end with you covered in ants? <laughs> <laughs> I also, well, I didn't kill him. <laughs> I thought he was going to eat the ants. Yeah, I, I did too. I'm fine with this. Just lick the trail. <laughs> yeah. Well, has anyone seen The Dirt? The, yeah, uh, that's a Motley Crue thing. That's the, what I was going to say. I was thinking of Motley Crue, yeah. yeah. Or, wait, like, wait, somebody snorted a line of ants. Yeah. Yeah. But what, oh. what, it, was, it was actually Ozzy Osbourne that did yeah. it. Yeah. What part of Joe Dirt does that happen in? Joe Dirt? Have you said, of, I've, I've seen Joe Dirt. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Joe Dirt. Is it after the meteorite poop rock? It's after the, yeah, it's after the copper light, uh, but before the Buffalo Bill. Okay. Both things we've already talked about, so <laughs> Joe Dirt is appropriate to talk about right so now. So the true theme of today's show was Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, don't try to church it up. Uh, we think they're telling the truth. <laughs> yep, they are, they are. It is uh, asbestos, that's right. However, we do have a fun fact to contribute. Oh, fun fact. Uh, the original Tin Man was played by Buddy Epson, also known as the head of the... Jed Clampett. Jed Clampett. Jed Clampett, the head of the Clampett clan, and he had to drop out as the Tin Man because he was allergic to the silver paint they put on him. Yeah, mm. nice. How fun. Okay. <laughs> no points. <laughs> the shutdown. <laughs> All right, this is for Mixed D's Nuts. The Planeteers, uh, from Captain Planet, the Planeteers were chosen to wield the powers of Earth, Wind, (laughs) Fire, Water, and Heart. Uh, Maurice White, on the other hand, chose to wield the power of Earth, Wind, and Fire when he founded the band in Chicago in 1969. The original name of the band was the Salty Peppers. (laughs) The Salty Peppers. That's not a joke. It's just stupid and real. But after failing to land a hit uh, for some reason, uh, Maurice chose a new catchier name. He went with an elemental theme, but neglected to include water in the band's new name. Why wasn't water included in the band name Earth, Wind, and Fire? All right, what do we think here? Why wasn't water included in this name? Um, actually, uh, this is a little fun story. Uh, when he was a kid, he was chasing a butterfly um, by a creek, fell in, and almost drowned. So he hates water. 
<laughs> like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. Okay. Oh. I, see, I, there's a theme. I've got a <laughs> subliminal theme. Just up. like Joe Dirt. Just like <laughs> Joe Dirt. Uh, not so fun fact. I've almost drowned three times in my life. Ooh. Do I get any points for that? How many of them were you chasing a butterfly? <laughs> Follow-up question. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> I would say Atlantic City, oh. <laughs> because, you know, you, you live, and then you go play some slots. <laughs> How? So, <laughs> almost drowning once it happens to the best of us. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, who hasn't been there? Almost drowning twice, you know what, maybe stay out of the water. You went back in for a third time. But it wasn't all in a row. I understand that. That would be... <laughs> Incredibly boneheaded. Do we have a hubris? Do we have a hubris? I haven't finished the 200 meters. Do we have a hubris jar? Yes. <laughs> How far apart were these incidents? Two years. What? So All two, within two years? No, they were two years apart. Equally spaced? Was this two years ago? <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Yeah, when was yeah. the most recent one? Oh, gee. It would probably be like 1980. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so you were a, a young fella. Yeah, I was a young fella. Okay. What happened? Which, which time? <laughs> the best one. The one that makes <laughs> not, the best uh, not material. Not your favorite, the, the uh, best uh, one. I, I think the best story would be Atlantic City. I was there with my family. And as you know, there are riptides that pull you out. Yes. So as a little kid, I'm like, oh, yeah, the water's up to my shoulders. I bet you I can go further. Oh, I can barely touch the ground. Oh, I can just keep jumping up and down, and I'll be okay. Whoa. <laughs> <All of laughs> and I started pulling out, out, and just some random lady saw me, and I looked at her with my little kid eyes, and I went, help. <laughs> <laughs> and she swam out and grabbed me and pulled me back in. I was like... And I, didn't, I swear to God, thinking about it right now, I don't think I said thank you. I don't think I said anything. I think I just... Wow. Went back to shore. That's great. You married her, right? <laughs> I married her. It was, uh, it was pretty sweet, bro. It's pretty, pretty sweet, bro. <laughs> Wait, was that just the plot to splash? Or that, did that really happen? <laughs> We're on to you, Sammy. My favorite part of splash is when it's like, well, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Be at credits roll. It's a, yeah, it's a short film. Splash was a four-minute short. <laughs> it really made Tom Hanks' career. <laughs> Uh, do we think it's on the truth? Is it just because this uh, fellow is scared of water? Nah. Because of the no. butterfly effect? Nah. No. What do we think? Uh, well, we, we think that he was a little scared because water can put out fire. <laughs> so we didn't want to like negate part of the name, you know? I forgot that's what we landed on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, actually, uh, Maurice was a strong believer in the power of astrology and briefly, briefly considered using his sign, Sagittarius, as the band's name. But he also wanted to honor the band's original members from when they were just a trio. So, Sagittarius is considered a fire element. It occurs in the autumn in the northern hemisphere, which is connected to earth, and it occurs in spring in the southern hemisphere, which is connected to air. So, if you would have just answered, I don't know, some bullshit, then you would have been right. <laughs> but no one did. Oh, yeah. I'd argue but, that we did. <laughs> I thought for sure you were heading towards Johnny actually being right. Yeah, oh, I got real excited. Because Scorpio's a fire sign, he didn't want water in the name. Like, that would have been so good. Nope, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, HBO presents The Leftovers. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, was the 1995 sequel to the hugely successful movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It really sucks how, how bad and problematic this movie is, but how absolutely hilarious this scene so is. So on screen is the scene where Ace uh, has to climb out of the rhino's butt, and uh, boy, it's funny. It's just a laugh riot. There's a, that's a bad rhino. There's like an easily visible hatch well, on the side of that rhino. It's not a. It's not even supposed to be a real. Oh, rhino. I forgot. It's a robot. You think he was in a real rhino? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this movie's Don't about? Don't critique me on accepting the logic of a Jim Carrey comedy in the '90s. There was a movie where he puts on a green thing on his face and then basically just gets sassy. <laughs> That's, it's, uh, sorry. You just completely misunderstood the movie The Mask. There's a lot to it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about The Grinch. <laughs> Wait, do you think The Grinch is a real man who put on, like, a tight green suit? No, but I thought you meant Jim Carrey, the man, put on green to become the sassy man, The Grinch. <laughs> there, Jim Carrey has a whole oeuvre of sassy green man I movies. I guess he does. Spencer, we think they're telling the truth. I think they're telling the truth. I haven't even got to my question. <laughs> Unfortunately, why does the fake rhino have a realistic butt? That's what I want to know. It like, does. It's, it's not where a butt is, A butt is on the butt area, and that's like a, it's like an elastic portal that he's squeezing himself out of. Because the hatch got broke. 
God, I, I don't remember the specifics of the plot of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. It's, it's a well, this is an Ace Ventura Pet Detective. It's Ace Ventura when nature calls. What butt trauma happened to you that you're so fixated on this? <laughs> I, we I have plenty to, of butt trauma, man. We, ha- we, ha- we, cannot, we can't. We have to move on. <laughs> I, I will say for Connor, uh, three different times he almost drowned. <laughs> In my own butt. Yes. <laughs> All right. So That's on, my favorite Chuck Tingle book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Connor Doyle and I don't understand the bit. <laughs> I also don't understand the reference. That's a Chuck, good reference. Chuck Tingle is a, a, a renowned erotic fiction writer who has very cool titles like a Centaur wraps his massive arms around me and pile drives me with his horse stick. Or yeah. pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt. Okay, yeah. both of you put money in the jar. I'm horrified. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's I'll Venmo you later. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so Ace Ventura is happening. Um, the question's not even about Ace Ventura. That's just the setup for the other question. Jeez. When, so when, when Nature Calls was uh, not as beloved as the original, uh, it was actually nominated for Worst Remake or Sequel at the 1996 Razzies. The Razzies uh, take place one day before the Academy Awards, uh, but there's only one movie to date that has won both an Oscar and a Razzie. Which film is it? <laughs> All right, HBO presents the leftovers. What do we think here? What's film? Which film has won an Oscar and a Razzie? Crash, the one from. There's more than one film named Crash, but it's this the was one. the Dave Matthew Band. No, it's uh, the one with biopic. it's the one with the Bandicoot. <laughs> that was the Bandicoot one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Crash? Yeah. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about it? Ludacris is in it. No, yeah. he's, is he? He is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Chris Bridges. Chris Bridges. Yeah, that's actually the first scene that came to mind is, um, I'm not going to spoil it. I don't know why I felt You can spoil Crash. It came out in like 2006. Like it came out in 2003. But oh. I won't. Um, there's, yeah, there's uh, the moment when uh, Ryan Phillippe's character really... He's in it? Learns a th- oh, so uh, Matt Dillon, there's a bunch of Yeah, whatever of happened Michael Pena. Yeah, there are a bunch of car thieves that have to steal cars in 60 seconds or less. <laughs> Whatever happened to Matt Dillon? Like, did this movie kind of kill his career? No, he's around. He played, uh, was it Jeffrey Dahmer? Or he played a serial killer in something last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it it was, it had a title that was like something and me. Like, it was like, like, (laughs) Dahmer and me. My friend Dahmer? No. My friend Dahmer? Maybe. Yeah. That was not Is that what it, no, it was like, uh, fuck. (laughs) Well, the. uh, yeah. Okay. Well, the point is he's still getting hunky leading man roles <laughs> yeah. with I, Jeffrey Dahmer. I have a meta question. Je- real quick, Jeffrey Dahmer is, well, was, he was jacked. Jeffrey Dahmer was on the football team, I believe. And he, or, no, he just lifted weights. He was on the football team. You, you, could, you can be on the football team and not be jacked. He was on the football team. He lifted weights. Also, ironically, so he, was, he, was, yet. he was killed. He was actually uh, he was murdered in jail by a man with a, a football team. With a football team. <laughs> Get him, boys! Yeah. So driver. So the guy had like made like a shiv, but it instead turned it into a defensive line. <laughs> Send it at him. He got sacked. <laughs> why? Why do you think this movie won both an Academy Award and a Razzie? It's. Oscar is very controversial because it wasn't a good movie. No. Mm-hmm. It- uh, what, so what? I, I fully believe that the, the powers of... Um, actually, I feel like this... Was it this past year, the Green something? Green Book. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was two very different uh, camps on if it was excellent or terrible. Okay, can I... Really quickly, Green Book sucks but. But Green Book has my favorite but again, line. It has my favorite again. line of any movie of all time, which is, I, I, "This is the greenest book well, I've ever." It's very seen. close. Which is, so Mahershala Ali's character sitting in the back of the car, and Viggo Mortensen's driving the car, and he's like, "I play music," and Viggo Mortensen goes, "Music? You mean like songs?" <laughs> <laughs> and I died in the theater, so and no funny. one else laughed. Wait, That's isn't brilliant. he? Isn't he from like Brooklyn? You used to mean it's like an old Southern fella. He's like from music. I, you mean songs? <laughs> music? Well, music's been dead for thirty years. <laughs> you can actually buy Connor Doyle's accent lesson tapes. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's all old products. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you start out, you end up in, in San Francisco in 1842. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do we think there's on the truth there's a crash? Uh, no. 
Monty gave a head shake, and I trust his instincts here. Okay. So yes, we do believe it was Crash. Well, you fooled them. It's not Crash. It's it was actually squad. Wall Street. Wall Street. Oh. That's right. Oh. Released in 1987, Michael Douglas won the Academy Award for Best Actor, but Daryl Hannah's performance was not as well received, and she earned a Razzie. For she was in that movie. I suppose so. The woman who saved me from drowning. <laughs> from Splash. <laughs> yeah. See, see. <laughs> Very good. Okay, mixed these nuts. <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy, helmed by Christopher Nolan and starring Christian Bale, is often heralded as the best movies in the Batman franchise. However, some actors don't always make the leap from origin movie to sequel, such as Katie Holmes declining to reprise her role as Rachel Dawes in Batman Begins and being replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Dark Knight. This is actually not the first time an actor didn't make it from Batman origin story to a subsequent sequel. Who is another actor in another Batman universe who was replaced for a sequel? All right, who, who are we talking about here? Which actor or actress was replaced? With another actor or actress I did, in a Batman yeah. movie. Uh, oh, in a Batman movie? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> cool. Wait, uh, Batman? <laughs> Not like the man, man bat? And he's a bat? Uh, I would, Julie Newmar was replaced by Eartha Kitt. Okay. And, wh- and what, were the, uh, what was the role? Uh, the Batman movie. Like the, with the, the old Adam West campy funny Batman. Uh, sorry, and what was her role? Oh, Catwoman. Thank you. Sorry, I mean, cat, you... woman? <laughs> cat, cat woman? Cat woman. So okay. she's a woman who was a cat. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. that I'm going to say that that was only a TV show and be wrong that there was also a movie. They did That's do a movie. exactly correct. You're right. You are wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> How many movies did Ten they points. make? Uh, they, well, the Adam West Batman only had one movie. Just one. Yeah, Batman 1967. Oh, so one right? of them played cat woman in the show and then another one was in the movie? Correct. Were those in the same in the same universe? Yes. You know, because like technically, the Power Rangers movie is not in the same canon as the the mighty the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie is not in the same canon as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV. Remember show. Remember how uh, every Goosebumps book used to start with the phrase "Reader beware." You're in for a scare. Yeah, when my parents would read me Goosebumps books as a child, I was very into Power Rangers, and I thought they were saying "Rita beware," like from the Power Rangers. Like Rita Repulsa. And I was like, "Why does Rita have to beware of this story? Wait. It must be very scary." Uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> no, no, full stop. Your parents used to read you Goosebumps yeah. books to get you to go to sleep. They did. <laughs> Connor, could you could you read a few lines? from a Goosebumps? Well, if I had a Goosebumps book, yes. Well, can you could, recite Can you recite a few, a few lines? lines? Oh. Surely you memorized a passage. Yes, of course. I think my favorite was The Beast from the East. Dude, that's my favorite yeah. Goosebumps book. Right, Remember? Right, that's what I'm talking about. Then didn't the, wasn't there a sequel where the Beast moved to Pasadena? Oh, there's, there's, one, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's one that well, has no, the word... The Abominable, the abominable Snowman, Snowman of Pasadena. I'd love to hear your audiobook narrator voice. Well, the Beast came down from the East. <laughs> oh boy. Johnny, what's your favorite Goosebumps book? Um, I was a big fan of the Monster Blood series, except mm. for sure. Monster Blood 4, because they completely changed the properties mm-hmm. of Monster Blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's true and real. So, wait, what? Uh, like, Monster Blood, I know, makes you grow to enormous size. Yeah. What did Monster Blood 4 so, blood do? In the first three Monsters Blood, uh, <laughs> it's, like the, it's like a green substance that makes you grow and stuff like that. So it grows the boy in one, it grows the hamster in another one, you know. Uh, and, the, but and, the, then, and the sequel, it, sh- it sh- blew up the kid, and then it shrunk yeah. the family? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, one time, and then once, one time, uh, Monster Blood shrinks itself. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, no one cared about that. One, okay. um, but in Monster Blood Four, it's kind of more uh, the it, the Monster Blood is blue, and they're kind of their own little sentient things. It's more like a um, midichlorians. No, what? no. But we can talk about that if you want. Oh, they're like little Osmosis Jones, Osmosi Jones. What's the what's the gremlins. one? The thing, Grem. Yep. It's that's exactly it. It's Gremlins. They it, Monster Blood Four is kind of Gremlins. One time, I tried to. Uh, I, 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 my wife was trying to reference the movie who? Osmosis Jones, and she. Sorry, yeah, who? Uh, my wife. Perfect. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> she was trying to reference Osmosis Jones. And she, she went, Oh, you know that movie with that guy, uh, Amoeba Joe? <laughs> Amoeba Joe. We called him Amoeba Joe. Doesn't and Amoeba I knew jo- what she meant immediately. And that's why you're married. Yeah. Doesn't Amoeba Joe play for the Washington Generals? <laughs> 
<laughs> Coming up at 4.30, it's Hollywood Hardwood with questions just like that. Gotta check out Hollywood Hardwood. That's going to be a very fun show. Connor's going to be hosting it. Daryl, I think what's going to be there. Yeah, I'll be a panelist. All right. Do we think that's on the truth, though? Is it uh, Eartha Kitt and um, this other... Um, no. Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. No. 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 Uh, so in the Tim Burton Batman films... Billy D. Williams was replaced by Tommy Lee Jones as Mr. Two-Face. Could not be more right. That's yeah, very, very yeah. correct. Well done. Well done. All right. Whatever happened to Billy D. Williams? No one knows. Yeah, <laughs> he never did anything else. If you could just take well, a Well, I guess, guess he did that after the, the uh, big thing. I guess. If you could just take a guess at what happened. Uh, he uh, made a billion dollars from Star Wars, yeah. is my guess. <laughs> he probably made even more from Colt 45. Yeah. <laughs> the drink? Yeah, yeah. He, he used to. They used to have malt liquor commercials, and he was the spokesperson. But he made it like look all sophisticated and sexy. Really cool. The yeah. way malt liquor is. <laughs> go, to, go to YouTube and check out Colt Forty Five Billy D Williams commercials. They're What's awesome. Yeah. One time we did a blind beer tasting at my apartment, and Ice House came in like third. Oh, that rules. Yeah, was you were there. Oh, was it that one? Yeah. Here's the thing. By the end of the tasting. Your objectivity and your ability to track what you do and don't like really slides. <laughs> this one's good, too. Yeah. All I'm saying is just try Ice House. Okay. Yeah. All right. Put HBO a dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> for, for Hawking What percentage of like oh the, the goal for Podslam comes from the swear jar versus <laughs> actual donations? A whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot, says Rich. All right. Nationals Park is home to the MLB's Washington Nationals. And like all of America's greatest cultural treasures, such as Dan Aykroyd and Justin Bieber, they came from Canada. The team was originally the Montreal Expos, named after the 1967 World Exposition. The event is still a point of pride for Canada, especially the Quebec province, and its opening day was attended by over 300,000 visitors. The first person through the gates, however, wasn't a Quebecois or even a Canadian. That honor went to Chicagoan Al Carter, who was presented with a gold watch from the Expo's Director of Operations commemorating his achievement. What did Al Carter do for a living, and how did he get to be the first person in line at Expo 67? Hey, take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackers. Dark. It's really dark. <laughs> All right, what do we think? What did Al Carter do for a living, and how did he get to become the first person in line here? Uh, Al Carter was the groundskeeper of the Expo's former stadium for like 50 years, okay. and to reward him, they gave him the, the, the golden watch, the traditional Canadian golden watch that I, all the Mounties wear. This is not related, but I just realized something kind of funny. We try to stay on topic here on this show. All the, <laughs> all the time? <laughs> Most of the time. Real quick, it's, it's kind of funny how Billy D. Williams and Tommy Lee Jones, their names are so similar, right? I guess they really do have a similar-sounding middle name. Yeah. And they, that, it's that whole SAG thing Billy where somebody and, else has your name, you use your middle name, but now we know all these actors with their middle names, and it's like, oh, that guy who didn't use the middle name? Never got off the ground. Yeah, maybe no Billy. Maybe Billy D. Williams' real name is Tommy Lee Jones. Actually, um, there was a question the, once. Oh, there was. Wait, what I was, was in that one? What was Billy D. Williams' real name? I don't remember, but it was awesome. Yeah, I don't um, remember either. I, uh, Billy D. Williams' real name is Billy D's Nuts Williams. <laughs> 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 <So>. <laughs> yeah, old groundskeeper. Sort of. Mm-hmm. So. How bummed out would you be to be like, I worked my ass off for 50 years, and all they're going to give me is a, a little rinky-dink watch, and first, it's spot in line? I mean, what do you want? What do you want, the team? Like, what else do you want? I don't... It's a gold watch. I'm pretty sure, Spencer. Yeah. Back check. Gold watch. Gold watch? Yeah. So, uh, gold um, is... A, a, the amount of gold in a watch, a pocket watch, is not that much, especially in 67. Well, but, in 67, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that retiring and getting a watch was all men wanted. What did I, women want, though? That's what, re- what did women want? <laughs> what do women want, though? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's ask, another 30 years saying. before we found That's out. That's my favorite upcoming prequel movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's so a Mel Gibson we, we gotta move on. prequel. We have to move on. Oh, okay. We have to move on. Yeah. What yeah, do you? When you make a joke that doesn't work, we have to move on. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. You know, you can just say it. Once you say it, everybody just moves on. What do you expect to get from your employer, like when you retire? Because cold. I, that's cold, man. <laughs> I haven't had a full-time job in two years. <laughs> I took I, a voluntary layoff because I thought I'll live off this three-month money and then get a job right away. And that worked out for you. Hey, my resume is online at LinkedIn, <laughs> ZipRecruiter, and Indeed. This is what led directly to the third almost drowning. 
All right. Do we think it's a uh, Al-, Al Carter here? Is he a groundskeeper? And no, he no. was not. No, he was the official timekeeper for the game. Oh, oh. interesting. <laughs> uh, no, he was a drummer in a jazz band. What? When he heard about the expo, he simply drove to Montreal super early and <laughs> got in line before everyone else. <laughs> he, he said, uh, he, when asked why, he said he basically didn't have anything else to do. Damn it. As a jazz drummer, that checks out. Well, I mean, the drummer in the band oh. is the timekeeper, so. Oh. You just got bonus points for that. That's yes. very clever. That's how you play the game. Can we have a little um, extra bonus bonus points? <laughs> sure, suggest so nicely. <laughs> All right, mix these nuts. When someone says the Rat Pack, your mind immediately goes to Sinatra, Martin, Davis. But did you know there are other members of the group? In fact, the founding member yeah, of the Rat Peter Pack. Peter Lawford, Joey Bishop, Joey Bishop uh, Jonah John. You're just reading the names off of the PowerPoint. <laughs> Jonah. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, Jonah Ray, Jonah and the Whale, it's J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Sammy's head is in the way, but I'm pretty sure it says Jonah. Anyway, um, and the founding member of the Rat Pack was Humphrey Bogart. One of Humphrey's biggest movies is the Maltese Falcon. Maltese is a type of dog breed, and Falcon is a bird of prey. What makes a falcon a unique bird of prey? Uh, it's the only bird of prey that currently has a nest in my backyard in Virginia. Yeah, it's whenever, honestly, I know, whenever we are. Can. We have to take it. I couldn't think of any Falcon songs, so I went with an Eagle song instead. You didn't play like the if Atlanta Falcon fight song? What is the Atlanta Falcon fight yeah, song? Yeah, Sammy, sing it for us. Sing it. Uh-oh! <laughs> oh, so it's the Uh-oh! immigrant song? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> All right, what, what makes a Falcon a unique bird of prey? Um, the feathers are waterproof. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> A what lot do of, you mean? A yeah. lot of birds of prey. Uh, okay, so uh, for a non-falcon bird of prey, say like a red-tailed hawk, what Ooh. happens uh, to their feathers that doesn't happen to a falcon's feathers? Well, that's why they can't um, fish properly is because if they get their feathers wet, they get weighed down and they'll drown. Like a cormorant? Like a cormorant. <laughs> wow, I feel like I'm caught in between a power struggle between people who know big <laughs> words. <laughs> I actually learned a lot about cormorants recently, so I'm going to flex on that for a second. Um, they do get waterlogged, and then they can't fly away after they fish, which is why they're the ones you see sitting by the water going like this. With their, with their wings spread? Because they're trying to get their feathers to dry out so that they can fly away. What a stupid bird. Yeah. Why don't they still, just like, oh, eat something else? Yeah. <laughs> that was quite the cormorant, though. For the Thank you, Daryl. That's why we pay you the big bucks. I'm gonna put a money in the jar. That, you are gonna put money in the jar. A money in the jar. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what we believe. Even though you read about cormorants, we're talking about raptors. Fellas, any other questions? A hawk lives in my backyard. <laughs> did, you, did you name it? No, we were really scared. We have, you have a, a smaller we have dog. a small dog, and a hawk dropped a half-dead animal on what our deck. What kind of animal? And what half? It was just blood and fur. I couldn't tell. One time in our backyard, we found a, a, a rabbit that didn't have most of it. <laughs> 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 well, that was pretty rad. You found part of a rabbit? Yeah. Well, Connor, Connor, you just moved recently from Chicago to Virginia. I did. Are you in a very like rural so- area? No, not. not at all. No, where, I, where are you? I live. My neighborhood's called the Museum District. And what's your address? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite exhibit? <laughs> I haven't been to the museum, but this museum has a happy hour every Friday with half do- you, half off bottles of wine. You can, you can eat uh, twice <laughs> as many paintings for the same price. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite painting to eat? Like, who's your favorite artist? Ooh. Uh, I feel like a Jackson Pollock would taste pretty good. Oh, okay. Can you can you uh, please you like do uh, the waiter suggesting a piece to eat? Sure. Well, boys, look at these paintings. <laughs> these ones are salty. <laughs> these ones are salty. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it um uh, uh, what did, what'd you say? That, is it waterproof? Yeah. No. No. Okay. What is it that makes the uh, Falcon unique? What did we say? Off to a I good think start. we said that, that it's there's one in Connor's backyard. Yeah, it's the only bird that has a nest oh, in my um, backyard. I, uh, they have the most careers as trainable raptors. Interesting. They're the most employable birds. Yeah. <laughs> I see. What I are see. their uh, sag names? <laughs> Can you give me like Falcon a... D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so actually, <laughs> most birds of prey, like the eagle, use their talons or their claws to kill the prey, oh. but the falcon uses their beak. Oh. Yeah. That's just a fun real fact. Does it have the little, the little hook on the end? It does probably have a little hook. Cute. <laughs> Sounds hella cute. All right. There he is, folks. <gasps> the Hamburglar. Mr. Steal Your Burger himself, the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. 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 <laughs> the Hamburglar has been known to... Hamburger. The Hamburglar. 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 Tam- Hamburgeron. <laughs> <laughs> he hosts America's Funniest Home Videos, right? America's Funniest Home Burgers. <laughs> the Hamburglar has been known to ransack... Isn't that a weird word? It's, it's, Hamburglar. it's a challenging word. <laughs> Hamburglar. Hamburglar. Everyone here has at least one word that they can't pronounce properly, right? Do, do you have, everyone has at least one fast food mascot that they can't pronounce. <laughs> Grimus. It's the Hamburglar. Kid Vard. One Kid Vard. Chubby Chooker. <laughs> Who is Chubby Chooker? There's a place called Chubby Checkers. What? Oh, maybe it's just called it's Checkers. Just Checkers. I think it's ah! called Checkers. It's, it's a racing theme and there's the flag. Chick Fellas. <laughs> yeah, Chick Fellows. The mascot of Chick fil A. I'm Chick Fellows. Howdy, I'm Chick Fellows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the Hamburglar <laughs> has been known to ransack... Why did you say it exactly like Christopher Walken? The Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. Yeah, please read this question as Christopher Walken. Wow. Foo Fighters. <laughs> I'm not going to read this question as Christopher Walken. That would be a... a I'd have to put Well, then let's have him come out. Mr. Walken. Oh, he's here. <laughs> and he's dressed like the Hamburglar. Uh, robble, robble. <laughs> I had to hide that uncomfortable burger up my ass. <laughs> For four years. Thank you, Connor, for your dollar. Anyway, I spent the, all my swear money. You, I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you. The, the hamburger has been known to ransack a Big Mac in his day since 1971. That sounds like butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> since 1971, in fact, when he, Grimace, Mary McCheese, and the whole crew were introduced in McDonald's McDonaldland series of advertisements. The hamburger has undergone a fair amount of facelifts since his inception, transitioning from a legitimately terrifying old man to the chubby-cheeked little felon of our childhood into most recently a bizarrely sexy millennial version of himself. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen him, please find him. Burger Pretty Daddy. Hot. Burger Daddy. <laughs> uh, one other thing that's apparently transitioned is his color. So according to a 1990 McDonald's commercial, how did the hamburger get his trademark stripes? All right, what do we think here? In a 1990 commercial, how do we find out that the hamburger got his stripes? Uh, he was standing behind like a fence made of french fries while they were painting it, and they painted his suit. So, so they were painting the french fries black. Or white. White. <laughs> they were whitewashing the french fries, like, a, like a Tom, Tom, Sawyer. Tom, Tom Sawyer style. Yeah, Mayor McCheese is strictly anti-immigration. He's building a wall on the edge of McDonald land. Uh, so why would you paint French fries? Wouldn't you want your aesthetic for uh, Big Mac Town to be like actual fry colors, golden fries? Big Mac Town? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you please tell me the McDonald's name of it? McDonald land. You idiot. The, the, that's the whole land. It's, this is not Sammy, America I'm pretty land. sure you're the only person on this panel who was alive when this commercial aired. <laughs> 1990. 1990. Yeah, I'm... Wait. Depends I on when in the year. There's, I, there's a couple of people here who are alive. Uh, in fact, every single person on this stage except for you. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dollar. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say I'm probably the only person on the stage who actually ate McDonald's when they used to have heat lamps for all the food. They just stacks and stacks of wrap burgers under heat lamps. Yeah, it was a bummer when I was a kid and I get all that cold McDonald's food. <laughs> That's why I ate the McDLT. Because like, oh, the cold the side hot side cold. hot and the cold side cold. Exactly. So they're that lying. was just for us. <laughs> no one remembers the Jason Alexander commercial. Uh, so uh, we think they're lying. Okay. And uh, Charlie, being a, a aficionado of prison stuff, actually knows the answer. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because okay, he's a burglar. I got it. I thought you meant prisoners eat McDonald's. I didn't know what you meant. Uh, no, he went to prison because he murdered somebody. Oh. <laughs> And that was on a commercial in 1990. It was. Who did he murder? 
Um, a random French fry person. Orville. Orville, Orville was, random. Fry. He was a part of the football team that jumped <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, so, uh, according to this commercial, the Hamburglar originally showed up in McDonald's land dressed all in black, but when Ronald and Grimace caught him stealing hamburgers, uh, he grabbed a piece of his clothing and spun him around and around and around, uh, revealing white clothing underneath the black portion that had been pulled off. Unless that's skin. Is he doing like a Lilo Dallas cosplay? <laughs> Is that what he's doing? I immediately imagined that one strategic strip of Natalie Portman's costume that just exposes her abs in, in the second Attack of the movie. Clones. Yeah. Hmm. No? All right. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> she could play the Hamburglar. Johnny and I can't talk about Attack of the Clones anymore because we get very angry at each other when we do. Oh, because one of you thinks it's good and one of you thinks it's bad? Yeah, one of us is right and the other one is wrong. <laughs> I see. I, can, can you summarize it in one sentence, the TLDR version of each of your points of view? Hmm. Worst no. movie in the series? <laughs> it's the worst movie in the series. Everyone agrees. Mm. Yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> All right, this is our final question for Mixed D's Nuts. Paul Wait, n- so the answer was he was just wearing two suits at the same time? <laughs> but one of them got ripped a little bit? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Aren't you wearing two suits right now? Well, yeah, I'm wearing uh, this, these clothes and then the skin suit. This man, yeah, this man suit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing an Egger suit. Underneath, he's a sassy green man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Johnny just made a good MIB reference. <laughs> yeah, your skin, ooh, ooh. your skin's hanging off your bones. I love Edgar from MIB. That's one of my other two accents I can do. Oh, really? Edgar yeah. from Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, can you explain the difference between a cormorant and a falcon? Yeah, the cormorant sits on the side of the water. <laughs> Can, can you argue between the two different accents about Clack of the Clones? Well, I believe that Hayden Christensen sucks as an actor. You've clearly never seen Jumper. Jumper's a good movie. <laughs> oh, my God. There are always consequences. <laughs> All right. Mixed these nuts. Let's, let's bring it on home, huh? Paul Newman <sighs> reprised his role as Fast Eddie Felsen from The Hustler for Martin Scorsese's 1986 erotic thriller, God, The Color of Money. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sales of pool tables were reported to have increased after the film's release, but it also inspired the title of a video game that featured a few trick shots of its own. What video game took its name from a moment in the color of money? Fingers. Snap, snap. It's in the way that you use it. All right, what do we think here? What video game took its name from a moment in the color of money? Uh, it is from when they did that famous, uh, when he's dancing around the table swinging the pool cue, which was filmed at the Ginger Man uh, over really? up there oh. yep, in Wrigleyville. Uh, it was, they called the name of the game was Use It, and it's in the way you use it. What was the game? It's yeah, a pool game. Okay. It's a pool game called Use It. Yeah. yeah. Listen, it was the 80s. Yeah, really cool neon in it, vaporwave aesthetic, bad music, and really bad polygons. I've been wondering recently if I'm having uh, the Nelson Mandela effect. Did the Ginger Man <laughs> used to have... <laughs> on, on, on others? <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay, so if you don't know what the Mandela effect is, it's when uh, collectively Uh-oh. we remember something being different or... Uh, you believe that your memory has been altered or changed by the government? The Bernstein Bears. So there are, well... Uh, because like, people believe what? that Nelson Mandela died a so, while ago. So and then it, when they said that he died again, they're like, but he already died. Well, so what it is, is there are two, basically, something, there's half people that experience something one way and another half that experience it another way. So there's half the people, let's say half, half the people thought Nelson Mandela died and the other half were like, no, he definitely didn't die until like this year. Same thing with the Berenstein Bears. There are people that remember it being Berenstein and people that remember it being Berenstein. So what people think is it's uh, alternate universes colliding together into a, a, at a very specific space-time juncture, creating rifts. Put a dollar in the jar. Like, put a dollar in the jar. I mean, you and I are on different but similar message boards because mine doesn't <laughs> believe in the different universes. It definitely believes that the government is doing this to us. Anyway, well, did the Ginger Man Tavern used to have that sign with the lady lying on the panther? <laughs> What? I think that was the best forward. transition ever. Uh, real question, because I remember it so vividly, but now when I ask people, they all make that face. So did I'm going to say yes, because I would have been blind to that, and I think, I it mean, was, as, as, as like a person. a sexy lady lying yeah. across the back of a panther, and then the na- it was just a very normal bar. How it, sexy was the panther? 
so sexy. Yeah, I think this, that's one of those things where you're like, when you're younger, in my case, when you're younger, you're like, ah, oh, that's nothing. But nowadays, you'd be like, ugh, that's a little yikes. I loved it. I'm sad it's gone, if it ever existed. <laughs> uh, do we think it was uh, Use It, the pool video game Use It? Uh, no, it was Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> Honestly, you're not that far off. <laughs> it, it was uh, so in the film, Tom Cruise's character Vincent carries his pool cue in a case, and when one character asks him what's in this case, he opens it and just says, "Doom." No. Yeah, that's right. It's the inspiration for the iconic video game. What's in the case? <laughs> All right, we've reached the end of our game. And Spencer, uh, can I take one quick moment to say that I? So I moved away, right? But I, you I, did move away. You I live in Virginia now. I do live in Virginia, as we've and established. What's your address? Uh, um, and I listened to the podcast of this show, but I listened to all podcasts on one and a half speed. Sure. So this was a, a truly disorienting experience for me. <laughs> Just words. Like are yes, so it strong. seems like all of you are drunk, and but you, you, many of you are my friends. You are all my friends. Wow. <laughs> I too late. To find too out. late. Too late. To many out. of you many are of my us friends. Are drunk. Yeah. All but um, one of you are my friends. Uh, donate extra money to find out which of us Connor hates. <laughs> Amazing. I can't wait That's, to find out. It's a Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive. It's just a three second podcast. Julia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've reached the game. And hey, um, hey, Spencer? Yes, Charlie. Um, if I swear and put money in the jar, can we have some extra points? I, I have been keeping track of who's been swearing and who's been putting money in the jar, and I, I have been awarding extra points. Here we go. I, I will go ahead. Later tonight, I will be appearing in Our Father at 8 p.m. I get a $35 appearance fee. I donate all the appearance fee to Does not get the swear jar. Fee. <laughs> $35, you say? Yes, I do. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Maybe, you'll, maybe we will retroactively win. Uh, at 8 o'clock, I'll announce who wins. Everyone has to stay until then. How, how, how filthy can we get with these swears? How filthy you want to get, baby? You have to do it in the accent, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taint. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Uh, so I, That's worth five. Taint is worth five. All right, so at the end of the game, I want to say thank you to Mixed D's Nuts, where our big winners are HBO Presents The Leftovers. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Thank you to everyone on stage, and thank you to everyone in the audience, and thank you to Pod Slam and Connor Scare. Have a good night, everyone. I'm fine. This show was recorded live at Pod Slam 2019, a podcast marathon benefiting Connor's Cure. Donations are still open. Go to arcadeaudio.net slash podslam for more information. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Charlie Williams performs with Comedy Sports Chicago, as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found on Arcade Audio. Daryl Monty performs sketch comedy as part of Fiasco at the Crowd Theater, Fridays at 10 p.m. Julia Heinen performs around Chicago and is also one of the players in Spencer's D&D group. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.